Talk, 1110-993 WBT. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Got an email. Pete, your earlier caller is absolutely correct. It was an HR cluster bleep, or as I like to call it, a Charlie Foxtrot. Hundreds of employees were suspended who did the right thing. It was 100% HR. I'm in management. The goalposts moved many times the last week. I have many employees who were suspended unjustly and forced to sign suspension letters. It's the most asinine thing I've seen in my 20 years of county employment. I would argue that the vast majority of people suspended were in compliance before the goal was moved. Picture Lucy and Charlie right as Charlie's about to kick the ball. The ball gets pulled away. That's Mecklenburg County Human Resources last week. Let me bounce over here to Bill. Hello, Bill. Welcome to the show. How are you? How are you, Pete? Good afternoon. Good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I I fully agree with your last uh, uh, person that emailed in. Um, I I was one of the people who was uh, suspended, but my story is, is our original date for our first test was due the 14th. I took my test the 7th, got the results back the 9th, and sent them in immediately. Uh, at that time, somebody said, they told me that I better check, make sure I'm doing it the right. I called uh, HR. I said, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm uh, taking a test on Tuesday, and I'm turning in a, t- and, and turning in a test on Tuesday. And, they, and after a little, and they didn't act like they knew exactly, but it ended up saying, yes, that seems fine. Um, go to the, thir- uh, the 14th, and I find out that that's not what that, somebody said, change the goalpost. I just know I, the information I got from HR turned out to be wrong. Um, went for a few days. I, I immediately got another test, turned it in on a Wednesday evening. Again, it was due Tuesday. Um, uh, nothing happened Thursday. The, uh, the uh, Thursday got suspended Thursday night for Friday. Um, uh, was trying to call HR. Apparently, HR was so overwhelmed, they shut the phones down until mm-hmm. 1 o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally got through uh, on a Friday afternoon and said, and got a hold of somebody, very nice lady, said, look, I, my results have been back since Wednesday, and I haven't heard the words. And she said, yeah, you're right. She said, well, don't, and I said, should you not, um, you know, send my, my manager an email so that he can put me back to work, or I still wouldn't have, have, have continued to work. So, my gut is is that the they implemented a plan, and I, I <laughs> that the HR was not ready to to handle. And again, it's been a cluster. I've talked to people in HR two or three times, and keep getting different answers. I, I, and I'd come up with this. I said, I think Joe Biden and Dini DiOrio have something in common. They, <laughs> they implemented procedures that were poorly planned, poorly executed, and hurt their employees. And that's how I feel about it. So you got the first test on, you said, the 7th. You got the results. the test on the 7th. Yes, you sir. got the results Sorry. back in a couple days, and then yeah. you submitted it right then and there? Yes, sir. And so... You were in compliance, when, but you had to be in compliance by what day? The 14th? My under, yes, and I was in compliance with the 14th. My, again, this is where it got fuzzy. So the problem was the second week when you were re, re-complying, week. basically. Right. I'd, I had read in their 
uh, PowerPoint that it was a weekly situation. The rolling seven-day thing where you had to go from when you exactly. took the, Right. So you went again on a Tuesday. I went on Tuesday and got tested again and sent in the test, you know, and the test was already in. So I thought I was in compliance. And, um, and I have told HR that I thought I was in Well, all right, so hang on a second. Um, so the Tuesday you get tested, you get the test right. back on what, Thursday again? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, I got it back sooner. I got it uh, back on a Wednesday evening and submitted it that evening. So what was the problem? That it was supposed to be in on Tuesday. Why was it supposed to have been in on Tuesday, did they say? Because that, because that is the, and that is what the crux of this matter is, and I don't understand what, is that if you look, again, I'm, I can. Oh, I understand. I, I maintain seven days is, is a Tuesday to a Tuesday. I understand. They say it's because you had to have to do the test two days earlier. So basically right. they're telling you, even though it's not in writing, that you have to do it twice a week. That you have to, well, you've got to do it every five days. And yes, yeah, so some days well, that's going to end up. Yeah, that's dangerous. They're saying either three, four to five. And I am right now, I do it twice a week right now because I'm paranoid. Wow. So, yeah, I could see the problem there. I go in on Tuesday, or you go in on Tuesday, you get the test, you're waiting on the results, they come back Thursday. And so now you think, okay. I'm going to stay with a Tuesday schedule, but no, exactly. They're saying they need the results now within seven days, which means they need those results back, which mean by the Tuesday, which means you need to go in for the test two to three days prior to the Tuesday. Exactly. So you have and it on time. What a mess! I'm no, I'm sorry. No, that's just what a mess. But the interesting is that now, after three weeks, and after the bumpy turnout. Um, they're, they now have adopted the every seven days, right. which is what I thought they started with. So, again, <laughs> I am not so much upset about I am upset about the pay, but not so much upset about the pay that now I have a suspension on my record that I don't know if that's what they consider a written reminder or you know which is a starting the starting point of a firing situation or not, and I haven't got an answer to that yet. Oh, that's a good point too. I hadn't thought of that either. Well, Bill, I uh, appreciate the insight. Thanks for telling the story. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You have a wonderful afternoon. All right, man. You too. Thanks. Um, here is County Commissioner Laura Meyer. She keyed in on a data point that Gibby Harris had shared that 96% of COVID deaths in Mecklenburg are unvaccinated people. And uh, I pulled this clip because I just want you to kind of just want you to drink in the... Uh, the vibe. I know I've said vibe a couple times today. I don't know there any other, any other way to describe it, but there's a I don't know. There's a zeitgeist. There's something going on. It's in the it's in the air. It's the atmosphere. It's it's like it's like the water we're swimming in. Okay, I think I've said enough uh, cliches here or uh, analogies. Take a listen and I to think this. That alone tells the community what we need to do. I don't understand. I really I get so mad, and I don't understand all these people coming at me with all these emails telling me that the vaccine doesn't work or that there's a conspiracy. I don't understand. And I, I don't know how you keep your patience, Gibby. Um, I appreciate you staying calm because I'm I'm just at my wit's end. So thank you very much for everything. And I appreciate it. All right. So uh, I highlighted this clip because um, maybe you shouldn't pretend to speak for the people if you don't understand their perspective. Maybe you're not the best representative 
for these people as a county commissioner, right? This is one of the limitations of having a complete board of county commissioners controlled by a single party is that they don't understand. There are arguments that people are making. There are assertions and cases people are making, and you don't understand them. And you get so mad. You're not a good representative of those constituents in your district. You can't be their voice. You don't understand what they're telling you. Just something to think about. Here's an email. I got a couple emails open. Uh, always do. Sorry. Um, Pete, my wife works for the county librarian, and we're paying people who are unvaccinated two hours of overtime per week in order for them to get tested. There are many complaints at this, or that this wasn't fair, and the county's reply that was sent uh, is that it was the county requirements for them to go get tested, then the county has to pay them for the time required to do so. A lot of people are PO'd, Pete. Yeah, I imagine they would be. But look, when the this is the same thing that happened. My dad told me this story years ago when he was in Vietnam. He smoked cigarettes only because you got a sm- you got a smoke break every certain amount. I don't know, a couple hours or whatever. So if you didn't smoke, you didn't get the break. So he was like, "Yeah, give me a cigarette. I'll go smoke." And then he got out of Vietnam and he didn't smoke anymore. But like that was like, yeah, you've created the unintended consequence. This is one of the hallmarks of government action. These are the things that occur when you're trying to micromanage everything in a certain way, right? I, I, I don't understand. Like, you should have just done the vaccine mandate. Just say everybody get vaccinated, and if you don't, you're fired, right? Like, just go full authoritarian. Look, I think you would have had enough support on the county commission to do it. Here, listen, this is uh, Lee Altman, county commissioner on, uh, well, well, you'll hear. You know, we have been limping along mm-hmm. with COVID for 18 or 19 months now. And I, for one, uh, am really glad, for example, that President Biden is starting to make a move to um, help this country turn the corner. And it's going to it's going to take you know some strong action. And I certainly support my colleagues, you know, raising concerns about, you know, our employees' experiences and, you know, um, their legitimate questions. But I think that we also need to be clear. I mean, I hate it too. I hate the suspensions. I, you know, I hate the, the loss of workforce in Park and Rec and DSS. But, you know, we, you know, we have to have a firm policy or we are not going to turn the corner and we're going to continue to have this terrible slow bleed in our community for everything, um, you know, from our health metrics to our ability to get our economy back on track. And, um, you know, that takes strong leadership and um, it it can be hard, but I don't think that we should, um, you know, I don't think the manager should, should take the heat for that. Um, that's a, an important decision um, that um, is is correct, in my opinion. All right, so she shouldn't take any heat, but it requires strong leadership. So let's praise her for the strong leadership. But if there's any problems associated with the decisions from the strong leadership, don't tag her with it. In other words, no accountability, right? It's just, all right, let me go over here. Keith, welcome to the show. What's up, Keith? How you doing, Pete? Hey, man, I'm good. How are you? Good. 
listen, uh, I'm a general contractor. They're talking about having issues uploading uh, this stuff onto the county website. Um, years ago when I started having to go out on special projects and stuff like that, you do it all online through the county's website. And you would upload all this stuff, and you would wait for, you get a confirmation number, everything, and then you check the next day, it disappeared. <laughs> and that went on and on and on. And I finally go down to uh, Subtle Avenue, right next to your station where the permits are issued. And if you're going to do this on their website, apparently you have to use Netscape. <laughs> not Google Chrome, not Firefox, Net. And it is written on the site there in really small letters up at the top. Oh my God, you're serious. Two times before somebody pointed that out to me. So people are having trouble uploading this stuff. Maybe they're not IT experts. Oh my God. Wait, so I thought you were joking. So you're serious. They they require Netscape as the browser? I don't know if they still do, but back then, yes, sir, it was Netscape. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah. Surely that cannot be the case. Nobody uses Netscape anymore. I got to check, actually. I may still have an open Netscape account someplace. Uh, email. Well, thank you, Keith. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for the call. Netscape. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I mean, this is these are the unintended consequences that arise in any kind of project, right? I mean, like, whether you're doing private or public sector work, yes. But um, the problem here is that when these problems got identified, there was, there is, you can hear it. There is this blaming of the, of the users, and I understand that there are people that are in here. And by the way, one of the county commissioners actually said this, like, I'm not trying to defend the people that are defiant. In other words, those Trumpkins, right? <laughs> like, uh, uh, maggots, right? I'm not trying to defend the red hat wearing Republicans that don't want the shot. Like, that's who they're thinking of in their mind as that, you know, this group of people that's like defiantly will not comply. I'm not going to get the vaccine. They never think, by the way, of the other demographics that aren't getting vaccinated. You ever notice that? But anyway, uh, they one of them specifically says that. That they're not trying to defend them. They're trying to just look out for, you know, us. Us lefties, us liberals, us Democrats. You know, we're like we just we had some people that messed up and you really shouldn't be docking their pay. And then Vilma Leak spoke. <laughs> Vilma Leak, I've got, uh, I think I've got more audio of her. Yeah, almost five minutes of audio from her. It's golden. It's at like, it's one of the nice things about watching the Mecklenburg County Commissioner's meetings is that I am virtually guaranteed to get a lot of Vilma Leak. And I don't know, is it something wrong with me? I just, I hang on every word. I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear what she says. I can't help myself. It's a guilty pleasure. It's like Bachelor in Paradise. I can't help it. All right. All right. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. County Commissioner Vilma Leak. Last night at the County Commission meeting. Uh, talking about uh, how the process that was set up for the vaccinations and everything, and okay, they've got they had some problems, but you know, you people, you're attacking Dina DiOrio, the county manager. Like nobody cares more about the county employees than, well, actually, than Vilma. Yeah, that's what Vilma says. Well, I mean, just here, take a listen. She's fantastic. 
I mean, as I as a radio uh, host sat in this seat for many years, sitting on the school board right. as well as sitting on the county, and uh, I've had some people to call me also. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember what our role is as county commissioners and who we employ. We don't have that control to dictate to our manager what the procedure will be and whom she will decide to let go and how they will let it go, let it happen. But there is a means by which you can make sure that you're treated fairly in the process. And who has fought any harder than I have for Uh workers to be treated fairly when they do what they're supposed to do. Uh, And as I've heard on the news many times right here in (laughs) Mecklenburg County, that people are saying they're not going to take the shot. I'll just lose my job. I'll just... Oh, that's everybody then. Else to do. Oh, I mean, I, th- I think that that anecdotal evidence proves the uh, the point that uh, everybody uh, that got suspended shouldn't be paid. I think the case is clear based on apparently some soundbite that she heard. And then when it comes to the issue of fertilization, what that was brought up in a political issue, and most of this is political when it talks about the shots and we should not be taking them. And then I remembered as a child when what? they had us to take the vaccination and we had to take the flu shots. But we still we, we, we still do those. What do you mean you're talking about when you were a kid? Are you talking about polio? The polio virus or something? Is that what she's talking about? The vaccines for polio? Or, or chicken pox? Because that's pretty new. I don't know what, I don't know what she's talking about. You have to about. wear the seat belts. We have to be told how to take care of ourselves sometimes. And we have to do what we don't want to do to make things happen. And they are complainers. (laughs) I don't care what you do. They're never, ever satisfied. Oh, my goodness. We have to be told what to do. See what I mean? I think an authoritarian approach really could fly with a majority on the county commission. Why? I mean, why not? All right, here's some more from Vilma Lee. Young lady called me last night. Well, I didn't get my form in. I don't know if I believe in the shots. I said, well, then you don't need to be working in the health department then. If you don't believe in the shots, you're giving shots to people. You might have given me my shot. I don't know. Okay, so uh, she may have just outed one of the employees now as unvaccinated. So uh, I'm not sure if that's a HIPAA violation, but whatever. (laughs) But I'm saying to us that we cannot run this county as county commissioners. That's not what the law says we do. All right. So to be clear, county commissioners do not run the county. Just so we're all clear, when you go to the voting booth and you elect county commissioners, you're not electing people to run the county. Good to know. And when we vote for a budget, we support budget process. And some of you didn't even vote for pay raises oh. for these very people you're talking about Oh, who happen to work for the county. Oh, You did not support a pay raise for them. Now people needing to know this is an old and fight. not forget. That's what my mother and father taught me. Don't ever forget what people do to you because if you give them a chance they'll do it again. What? So all I'm saying to us is I don't have the job 
of dictating and telling Dina how to run the district. The district? I don't, I, I, I didn't need, wasn't elected Good night, for that. Good night. So I'm going to stop at this point. No, she's uh, not. And I'm not upset. Spoiler. I'm just saying. She's not stopping. How you haven't been trained to be the supervisor, not talking to you individually. No, no, no. She's not addressing any of her colleagues specifically, just you, the one that said the thing about making a motion to direct the county manager to pay the people back pay for the suspensions based on the botched rollout and the uh, the ambiguous nature and the unclear uh, instructions. You you get the sense here? Because it's pretty clear. There's an old fight. These are wounds that Vilma has, and uh, she's, she's targeting. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm not sure, but I think it's pretty clear. She's going after Susan Rodriguez McDowell. And maybe just a teensy-weensy little bit, Elaine Powell. She's going after those two uh, county commissioners. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm not in the know, though. I've been gone for eight years. I I, I get concerned about the same people who come all at the same time. I said, well, did you see who voted for your budget? Did you see who voted for you to get a pay raise? They complained about a pay raise, getting off a day. Uh, having a day's vacation. And remember when June 10th came up, there was some commissioners got upset about it or concerned about it. I don't know because I didn't get in the conversation. They don't include me in their conversation. Oh, so she is talking about certain people, isn't she? Oh, she's is she mad that she's not part of the club of two or something? That she's not included in some conversations that some commissioners have? Which is funny coming from her because she was always part of the clique. So all I want to say, I want to do a good job of representing my people and protecting my people. Not on one issue, but on all issues. Right. See, so if you uh, vote against any pay raises, then you're never allowed to say, hey, I don't think that that policy punishment was the right call. That's the I guess that's the rule. On all issues. Yeah, that's the rule. On all issues, not just some. So I just need to say that. And thank you, Mr. Dunlap, for allowing me to vent that and say that. She's not done, though. I've talked to Mark Jarrell. County Commission. And in talking with Mark Jarrell, is this right, Mark? What do you think about it? We don't have that problem of communicating. But a lot of times women have problems with other women. Oh, Oh my God! So I don't get into y'all's discussion about what you protect and who you don't protect. I do know this, that you didn't vote for the budget. I do know this, you didn't vote for a pay raise. I do know this, we weren't elected to run the county. What? Our staff, and we don't hire but five people. So that's who we need to be dealing with. So thank you. I'm sorry, Mr. Dunn. There you go. Thank you. Almost every one of her speeches ends with that apology. I'm sorry. Like, like, oh, you know, I know I'm speaking out of turn. I'm sorry to be saying these things that no one wants to hear. It's like, hey, you're just saying stuff that no one wants to hear because it's like the stuff is just silly. It's like, Susan, so obviously she is going after Susan Rodriguez McDowell and Elaine Powell because they were the ones who voted no on Dina DiOrio's pay raise and McDowell voted no on the budget. And so that's what Vilma is dragging out. And by the way, she's been doing that for 20 years. You ever vote against a budget? She's going to use that as proof that you hate 
fill in the blank. That seriously, that uh, always, forever. You should hear the things she said about George Dunlap back in the day. Anyway, T, let me get Chris on uh, real quick. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Pete, thanks for covering this issue today, man. Yeah, I really sure. Appreciate it. I was going to give you a quick perspective. I am a county employee, and uh, I can guarantee you that most of us went out of our way, bent over backwards to comply, and we still got suspended. So it is because of the, the rolling seven-day thing where you had to get the test, you had to wait for the results, and then when you sent them in, you actually then were on a clock to, to have the retest within essentially five days or four days? That was what was best explained to me. Pretty much as soon as you got a test, even before the results were in, you pretty much had to already have the next test scheduled and have the ball rolling for that. You were always playing catch-up. Yeah. And so now they've gone to it. Now you have to basically prove that you went and got a test, not necessarily upload results. You just have to show the test that you went and got one. Right, right. That's the fix. And that, and that's better, but the previous one was never explained. Yeah. Uh, were you suspended? Yeah, yeah, I was. I've got all the documentation. I've got the text. I've got the tickets generated, everything, and it still wasn't good enough. Wow. Uh, and and I just wanted to add, does she sound like someone happy that 75% of county employees are vaccinated? No. mad that 25% are not. <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah, she does. She sounds mad. She sounds angry. And I yeah. think uh, the, Dina Diorio, the county manager, she sounds angry, and so did Vilma Malik. They, they sound angry. Um, and I think it's because they're, they, they're angry that, uh, they're getting blamed for, uh, for the problems that they didn't design the correct system or something. Right. Yeah. Craig. Thank you, Pete. Yeah. Craig, I appreciate the call. I think I called him Chris earlier. I do have a Chris on the line, but before I get to Chris, I want to make sure I play this soundbite because this is the blow up. Okay. You just heard Vilma Leak going after, uh, commissioner Susan Rodriguez McDowell, not by name. But everybody can tell that's who Vilma is attacking. And so then Commissioner McDowell has some, uh, she then starts to ask another question. Here it is. We just got the report from the task force. Um, that One of our top priorities is always about equity. Okay. And one of the things I'm concerned about is that, and I, and I don't know, I, I, that's why I'm asking for a, a demographic breakdown. And that's why I asked for it on Friday as well. Um, because I really want to know the profile of the folks who aren't complying. And if they're folks who aren't complying because they're digging their heels in and they don't want to, then I'm not trying to advocate for those folks. Oh, oh, so, so you see, she's not advocating for the people who are digging their heels in and not wanting the vaccine for some other reason. You know, those people. She's she's not trying to advocate for those people. Job anyway. could, could someone please mute the peanut galleries that oh. keep making comments? Uh, oh my goodness. All right, I got to back up. All right, hang on, I got to back that's up. That's why I asked for it on Friday as well. Right. Um, because I really want to know the profile of the folks who aren't complying. And if they're folks who aren't complying because they're digging their heels in and they don't want to, then I'm not trying to advocate for those folks. But I do want to advocate. Good job anyway. Could, could someone please mute the peanut galleries that keep making comments? Uh, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't have that. I'm glad you did. Let's, let's oh, mute. she was going to say something else. Having the floor, please. Can't <laughs> mute ourselves. 
So apparently they cannot mute themselves in the Zoom chat. So someone has to do the muting for them. And so Vilma's snide, snarky comments all the time that she has been making in her entire career against people. Now they get broadcast. Like, this is my new Tuesday night must-see TV. Just to, I, I'm just putting it out there. Christy's not happy. But I'm just putting it out there. All right, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging on. Hey, Chris. Yeah, hey, um, speaking of unintended consequences, and this is a serious question for all the people who are pro-mandatory uh, vax and pro-mandatory testing, have they ever considered how it undermines, the, as I understand it, the premise upon which Roe v. Wade was settled, which is that everybody has a right to privacy with regard to their own body, a constitutional right, mm-hmm. and that nobody should come between a person and their doctor. How, how, how do they reconcile that, I wonder? So uh, their explanation, as I understand it, is shut up. That, I think that's their, that's their argument. Ah. Yeah, that's the, it's, that's the only thing I've been able to discern from whenever anybody raises that question, their answer is just shut up. Because it, it yeah. does, yeah, there, there is no way to, to square that. Of course not. Um, it, it is exactly at odds with their professed uh, position. Now, I can say, and this is, look, I mean, I've had this discussion long before the pandemic ever happened. I've had this discussion from a libertarian viewpoint that when it comes to a communicable disease, public health, like there are things that um, I, and, and I'm not a capital L libertarian for a couple reasons, and this probably is one of them, which is that like I don't like I think that there there are some cases where the public health needs to take uh, uh, needs to take precedence. It does because if you've got and not I don't think this is one of them because I don't think it, it, this is as serious as a disease as something that's going to. I mean, this is a case fatality rate, infection fatality rate, you know, around one percent or something. Now you get into like the the uh, you know some of the old like was it MRSA? Uh, I mean, my God, like. You know, that stuff would have, I mean, we'd have wiped out a quarter of the Earth's population by now. Like in that, in those types of cases, yeah, I think that there probably do need to be some, uh, some more kind of authoritarian types of uh, responses. I don't think this right. is one of them, though. And, but that's a nuanced right. and complex debate to have, and we are not equipped as a society to have it. Well, if COVID is one of those reasons, then so's driving. So we better do something about right. that outlaw. Right. Well, that's the thing. If you start assessing it from uh, from an objective, you know, risk perspective, and you you start stacking up causes of death, and you start stacking up uh, people's risk profiles, and who's going to die, and who could die, and all this, the the data does not indicate that the response has been warranted. Not in my mind at this point. And look at the beginning. I was open to, you know, all right, well, let's hear what you're saying. Let's hear what you're saying. And, okay, these are the modeling people, and they're modeling all of these deaths. And I was I was listening. I was open to be persuaded. I am not persuaded. And the, a lot of the stuff that people said at the beginning turned out not to be true. And a lot of, this, uh, a lot of the, uh, the reactions and responses have been overblown, overdrawn. Uh, it's been too much. So I appreciate the call, Chris. But like I said, that's a complex and nuanced kind of discussion, and I don't think our society is equipped or interested in having it. Uh, Up next, Brett Winterville. Stick around on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I will catch up with you tomorrow. I did not get to the city council audio, but we'll do it tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.